Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I thank you for tuning in to the fun and informative weekend news talk lineup here on AM540 and 1260, which includes Chef Jamie Gwynn, who follows us each Saturday at 11 a.m. I have a very fun guest coming up. You may have seen him on TV. He's adorable. He's handsome. He's a skateboarder. And he's got four legs. You'll need to stay tuned to hear more. We'll be right back on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now are very special guests, Tyson, the skateboarding bulldog, and his mom and dad, Lana and Jim Blaville. Did I totally ruin that pronunciation? No, that was okay. good. Very good, Marie. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for making the trip down here. No sure. problem. And hello, Tyson. Can you say hello to everybody? Can you talk? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's bulldog speak for hi everybody. How you doing? <laughs> wow. Now I know about uh, Tyson because I've seen him on TV. He's he's made the rounds, hasn't he? He's been skating uh, for about five years now. Yes. Wow. Now Tyson was even on the Jay Leno show a while back, wasn't he? No. No. no we've never done Leno actually. No. There was a dog that skated before Tyson that was on the Leno show about, oh, about okay. four years ago, five okay. years ago. Okay, but Tyson has definitely met some important dignitaries over the years. Well, he's been on other TV shows, yeah. Okay, yeah. and he's been a star in the Huntington Beach Parade, too, hasn't he? Yeah, we've been in that a few times. Yeah. Uh, it's his neighborhood. Huntington Beach is where he grew up. I actually saw him skating in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, okay, skateboarding. Let's Let's go back to the beginning. Dogs don't generally skateboard. What happened? How did this all start? Tyson, uh, at a young age, we'd walk him at the beach, like six months old. Uh-huh. Uh, as a skateboarder would come by us, Tyson would just go crazy at him and attack him pretty much. We, we thought he hated skateboarders for a long time. And, wow. Uh, we'd talk about it, and there sat a skateboard one day, and we're talking about how he hates the skaters, and let him play with it, and uh, darned if he... Went crazy, but he he with it. But he started riding it almost right away. He you started tell, you riding tell, the skateboard. He stepped right up on it within so a couple of minutes. So he wasn't being aggressive with the skateboard. Just he was saying, "Hey, I want to do that too." He, he just <laughs> wanted to jack them for their boards. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, so let's talk about skill level. Okay, he's he's on the skateboard. He's there. He's somehow figuring out how to do. I've seen some videos of him. Going for miles, what looks like on a skateboard. How did that happen? Did, well, did it just occur spontaneously? Did it every take day some af- Every day after his one to two hour walk, um, <laughs> he would ask me to go skating, and so we'd uh, go out uh-huh. for two years. Uh, his first two years of skating, we skated every day. Wow. And uh, I don't want to say my dog is spoiled rotten, but uh-huh. 
you know, that might, that maybe that's what leads to skating, being a skating dog, is being spoiled rotten. I'm well, sure. do his parents skateboard uh, also? I'm an old skateboarder oh, okay. from years ago, <laughs> and for 25 years didn't skate. Uh-huh. Tyson has gotten me back on a skateboard. Now yeah. I have a big long board, and I ride around a oh, little how bit. Oh, funny. But if so I, do you if, go together then? You know, if I, it's my dream. But uh-huh. When I get on a skateboard, all he does is look look back and make sure I'm okay, and then he crashes into stuff and goofs up. Oh, no. So, really, he is the skater in so the family. So, he's got to do it, it on his own, then. When he, he likes to be the guy skating, yeah. I run behind him is what we do. I have a retractable leash. Uh-huh. And uh, he'll go down the sidewalks at home there in, in town. And Oh, you must be uh, the, uh, pretty in shape if you're running behind him while he's skateboarding. Well, we, we don't do it all day, but for, for a while, yeah. I've, he's gotten me more in shape than ever. Oh, uh, wow. For my age. Yeah. Now, does he do tricks? Or does he pretty much just um, go in a straight line? Can pretty he much. Turn? He can steer. He can turn corners. Uh, I can get him to do a circle once in a while. Uh-huh. Um, but really, he just wants to go fast. The faster, the better. Uh-huh. If there's a hill, he steers into it and wants to go down it. Uh, he's just a very aggressive skater. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah. Now, is this something that you think other people can train their dogs to do? Or, or do you think Tyson just had this? unusual interest in skateboarding um starting out maybe watching people do it he decided that he wanted to try it too i can't explain what why he loves to do it so much but uh-huh. uh, it's bulldogs there's something he, about bulldogs since tyson really? has been out there skating uh there's other dogs now that if you get on the uh, youtube you can see there's other dogs doing it too uh-huh. and uh, usually it's a bulldog oh, that's just, i wonder what they it is seem about to enjoy bulldogs. riding things you know, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like they'd be able to because bulldogs are so bulky and, and they always seem kind of clumsy They're to not me. known to be an active dog <laughs> at all. But they have a low center of gravity. They're really built to ride a board more so than other breeds. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever taken them surfing? I haven't tried that, no. no. I no. wonder how he'd do. No. Does he like the paddling? I think the paddling would be the hard part. Oh, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yep. can paddle for him. Well, just like his skating, I don't put him on the board. He... He, he, does takes, it all he, he does it all himself. If the board goes upside down, he flips it back over. If it gets stuck on something, he gets it and brings uh-huh. it back out and gets it going again. And it's really all him. Uh, he's very energetic. He's in here. He he's he knows his mom's got <laughs> treats, <laughs> and all this noise and ruckus well, that you're hearing is uh, him trying to get into the boy. treat bag. Let's see if we can get him to speak. Speak. Speak some part. No, he just attacked the bag instead. <laughs> but that's the bulldog way. Yeah, yeah. He says, I'm not a circus animal. I'm going to do things when I want yeah. to. And that's pretty much how he is. He, uh, I'm happy he's full of energy. He's a healthy boy. Now, he's um, become quite celebrity. He's on the Internet. When I was looking at his webpage um, a few months back, I noticed that people from all over the world had left messages in mm-hmm. his guest book. And mm-hmm. that's just incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, tell me about some of the things that have happened since people have learned about Tyson. Well, Tyson uh, has been on quite a few TV shows. He's been on an um, MTV show that's very popular called Robin Big. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a bulldog uh-huh. on their show, a reality show. And, uh-huh. uh, in fact, Tyson may be on there this season. Uh, we did something with him, and I, we haven't seen it yet. So it may show again. I'm getting away from the microphone. (laughs) Tyson's causing a ruckus in here, and he's redistributing his family to different parts of the (laughs) studio. (laughs) Tyson recently went to uh, Chicago to be on the Oprah show. Really? What did did Oprah think of him? uh, She liked it. I think she was, she said uh, if everybody had the, uh, how did she say it? She said, 
if everybody had the willpower and the drive, the drive and ambition that he has, they would, they would be successful in life. You know? Oh, well. <laughs> you, you know, the thing that, that I really enjoy about the relationship and the activities that you guys do with Tyson is, is you've made him part of your family. And you, he's he's in it in every possible way, including going out and skateboarding. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's something that's so important to me. I think everybody who has a pet should incorporate that pet as part of their family. We agree. So yes. many people, when they get a dog, they just leave it out in the backyard. That's they so don't sad. play with it. That's What's life? the point? I know. And and dog, dogs are smart enough that they'll go stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You have to give them a life. Yeah. yeah. Well, it enriches our lives and it, yeah. when they're with you with in your home. It really oh, does. Oh, it does. It we, really does. We have six cats at home. Uh-huh. And, uh, and does they get along with the kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> they love him. He raised five. It was Five of them were one litter that we got at 10 days old. Oh, wow. And Tyson was about a year old, I think, when we got them. Uh-huh. And uh, he would literally, they'd be in the, their little basket, and he would lick them and dote Aww. on them. And now, as they're three years old, three-year-old cats, they dote and lick on him. And, uh, <laughs> That's so Oh, sweet. they just, all five of them love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so many people think, too, that, you know, cats and dogs can't oh, get they along. they get along wonderfully. And, and they'll separate them by either putting the cats outside and letting them fend for themselves for the most part. I mean, yeah. everybody yeah. can have we this all, wonderful yeah. little family. Everybody like understands we're all in the same group. Yeah. yeah. And, and we all get along. Our cats are all indoor cats. What a yeah. wonderful yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's, that's the way it should be. <laughs> I couldn't imagine anything else. Now, you guys uh, just appeared on the Pet Place television show last weekend, and we showed some videos mm-hmm. of Tyson skateboarding around. And, and I think that's great because it, it really does show the example of what, what pets can be in a family. And um, just wondering, does Tyson uh, have any feelings about how people should uh, think about animals in animal shelters? <laughs> well, we... Uh he thinks they all need a home. We, yeah, we think they all need a home. Tyson <laughs> would like to help promote some of that type of thing by, yeah. by maybe showing up. Uh, well, at, at, at any a, kind of event, I think well, if you brought you, Tyson and advocated well, spaying and neutering and advocated adopting pets from shelters and, and all kinds of things like that, I think people would listen because Tyson is just so adorable. And with this amazing talent that he has and wonderful parents like you. I think it really is an amazing promotional tool that you guys have to teach humane education, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mostly why I brought you guys on the show today, and I'm so glad you could make it because mm-hmm. you you do set such a wonderful example well, on what, what a pet family is supposed to be like. So thank you so much for making the drive. I know you've relocated kind of far from here now, and it was quite a drive down here, so I appreciate you coming out well, here anytime. and bringing Tyson. Sure. Like you said, Tyson is is a good example for people to see what a dog is like in your family, and uh, we'd love to have him uh, show that to people, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank we you. need to take a very quick break here on the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show here on KGIL AM 540 and 1260. 
I'm Marie Hewlett, and with me now is Kathleen Conley of the Humane Society of the United States. Welcome, Kathleen. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing really well, and I have been reading about your research with the Humane Society of the United States and a recent survey about human knowledge of chimpanzees. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, the Humane Society of the United States has conducted um, an informal survey, and we did so in December, in order to determine how much do people actually know about chimpanzees. We were, we were interested in this issue. And what did you find out? And so we found out that uh, people, we asked people first to rate what they think they know about chimpanzees and then asked them questions about the chimpanzees. So, What kind of questions? Uh, things about their endangered status, can they use sign language, they have strong family bonds, uh, can they tell a chimpanzee from another type of primate from a picture. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking at these things, people first rated themselves as knowing very little to nothing about chimpanzees. Ninety percent of people thought that they knew almost nothing about chimpanzees. Really? But they, they actually proved themselves wrong, Okay. pleasantly surprising. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but an impressive 75% of them correctly identified that photo of the chimpanzee compared to a gorilla and other other primates. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. So and people do know, know a little bit. I guess uh, a lot of the TV shows, about endangered animals are helping. Yes, I attribute much of this to the work of Dr. Jane Goodall, who has taught us so much about chimpanzees through her work in Africa. And, you know, they all haven't only gotten the, the face of the chimpanzee right, they know about their, their characteristics. So over 70% of them knew that they're endangered, that they can use sign language, they use tools, mathematics, and they have strong family bonds. So they're amazingly intelligent. I'm just so fascinated by all of the great apes. They're just incredible, and, and we can learn so much about ourselves just by looking at them. Absolutely, and I and I worked with chimpanzees, so I learned firsthand just how smart they are. They're <laughs> very deceptive at times as well. So, but you know that's the challenge, but it's also fun. Oh, I'm sure you had a blast. But can you tell me why did the Humane Society do this survey in the first place? And you know what are you going to be doing with the results? Well, we actually have a campaign known as our Chimps Deserve Better campaign. And that seeks to end the use of chimpanzees in invasive medical research and retire chimpanzees to laboratory, from laboratories to sanctuary. And, you know, it ends up through the survey we found out that the vast majority of people know they are being used. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, they don't realize how old chimpanzees can be. So that's an important component of our campaign, and, I, and I'll come back to, the, to talk about that. Okay. But we really want to gauge how much people know in order to educate them about the plight of chimpanzees in laboratories. Okay. Uh, and finding out that they know so much was presently surprising because now I think it's just a matter of connecting those dots for people. You know, okay. yes, they have these capabilities, but yes, they're being used in research and, and staying in laboratories for decades at a time. I mean, wow. chimpanzees can live to be 60 years old. And that whole time they're in captivity used in research? Yes. Oh so I'm 38 years old, and many of the chimpanzees in laboratories today are older than I am. And oh, wow. uh, there's a female, and her name, female chimpanzee named Wanka, mm -hmm. and she's 54 years old, and she has grown up in the laboratory. My goodness. So to us, you know, once people connect these dots and realize what's happening, that they'll be moved to take action to help us with our campaign. I just, it's always bothered me just incredibly that these animals that are so obviously intelligent and so human-like are basically kept 
captive like this. And, and, and I understand that people want to study them because they're so much like people and, and therefore we can learn a lot, but there needs to be some kind of alternative rather than this. Yes, and, and, you know, when we're talking about when you say captivity, I mean, in some cases when they're being used, they're in a five-by-five-by-seven cage. So for their entire life. For, it could be months or years at a time. Um, yeah. When they're being actively used in research, yes, they can live in those conditions. But interestingly, you know, people might think, oh, because they're so much like us, they must be a good way of studying human diseases. But that that has not been the case. I mean, they've failed uh, time and again in the past when being used for research. They ended up breeding a bunch of chimpanzees to study HIV, for example, mm -hmm. and it ends up that they're a poor model for HIV. So the government was left with all these chimpanzees and, and really was looking for what to do with them. Well, that, that is my next question. I mean, what happens to all these guys when they're no longer useful in the laboratory? Well, right now, many of them are actually languishing in laboratories because they're not being used, because they have failed a, as a research model. Wow. And the good news is the government last year decided we're not going to breed any more chimpanzees for research. Oh, that's good. So that was a significant event because that's showing you that if this, if they were the research model, then certainly we would breed, be breeding more chimpanzees and using them. Mm -hmm. So I think that just shows that they are just are not a good a good model. And is, is the government or are the research facilities amenable to releasing the chimpanzees to rescue organizations or the Humane Society or or a sanctuary of some kind? Yes, I'm, I'm very glad that you've asked that. There was uh, legislation that passed in 2000 that set up a sanctuary system for chimpanzees um, once a researcher, for example, decides they don't want to use the chimpanzees anymore. Okay. And so, and so the chimpanzees can go to that sanctuary system. So that system is in place. And how is that funded? That is partially funded by the government and partially funded by private donations. Okay. And, you and know, we'd like to get the word out about um, funding special projects like this. How can listeners help out if they wanted to? Well, they should go to our website, humanesociety.org, and click on Animals and Research, and you can find all the information there about the sanctuary system and what's happening with chimpanzees in laboratories today. Or you could email us at chimpsdeservebetter at humanesociety.org and, and get on our mailing list, and we can give you updates on what's happening, what you can do to help, other, you know, money and otherwise. Uh, and and help spread the word for us, so we can we can have a successful campaign and 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 achieve our goal of getting chimpanzees out of laboratories. About how many chimpanzees would you estimate are actually in laboratories right now throughout the United States? There are approximately twelve to thirteen hundred in wow. in nine laboratories. Oh, uh, and uh, while that you know the the thing is that's while every individual counts compared to. Uh, that's a very small number, so that is, you know, we're getting those chimpanzees to sanctuary is a realistic, realistic goal. Okay. And now you're not looking for people to take them privately into their own homes, though. No, right? that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we do not advocate for people having chimpanzees as pets. Having to, uh, having worked with them, I would advise strongly <laughs> against that. Uh, we have our own chimpanzees at a sanctuary in Texas, and uh, they are they can be a handful, but um, so we advise against that. Are are any of the facilities where the uh, chimpanzees open for visitation, or can anybody come down and 
and take a look like in a zoo, or is this strictly uh, private? It, it, depend, it depends on the sanctuary. The uh, national sanctuary system that I spoke of that has um, is part of a legislative effort does have days where they educate people and they can visit, and that is the sanctuary in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, but the links to their website and links to other sanctuary websites are on our website at humanesociety.org, so people can find out more there. Very good. Kathleen, Thank you so much. I know you're working very hard on this project, and I know you're making tremendous strides. I think this is something that everybody needs to know about. So please, everybody, take a visit over at the Humane Society's website. They do wonderful things, not just helping with the chimpanzees, but with all animals. And um, to see what you can do to help, that's what it's all about. And thank you so much for the opportunity to get the word out. Very good. Okay, we need to take a quick break here on the Pet Place Radio Show, but we'll be back again on AM 540 and 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt. And I want to remind you that if you have a suggested topic or a question about animals that you'd like answered or a guest you'd like us to interview, remember you can reach me by email at jafari at fia.net. That's spelled J-E-F-A-R-I at F-E-A dot N-E-T. If we don't get to it on the radio, I also answer questions about animal behavior and problems with pets and wildlife in my Orange County Register newspaper column. And if your question doesn't make the presses, I answer every email I receive. If there is something you want to know or hear discussed on this program, please write. We're going to be talking to Marianne Dell again in a couple of weeks, and I'm really looking forward to doing uh, her wonderful book reviews again. Also, tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., our Pet Place television show airs on KDOC, which features the most adorable, adoptable pets you can imagine. They come from shelters all over Southern California, and they need good homes. Thanks to Ralph's Pet Club and KGIL for helping us to continue Fred Bergendorf's dream of finding homes for every homeless pet and spreading humane education. Please don't forget, be responsible with your pets, Love them, make them truly part of your family in every way, and have them spayed or neutered. We'll be back next Saturday here on AM 540 and 1260 on the Pet Place Radio Show. And in memory of Fred and his love of animal-related songs, I'd like to close out today's episode with a tune called Yellow Bird by the John Norman Corral.